Hello! Yeah, there we go. Hey! And we're off and running. We're back! Hey, welcome to the Media Boat Podcast. We're back with a two-person setup. I'm person one. I'm person two. In no particular order, of course. We're not ranking each other. That'd be weird. Um, this is no, the Media Boat Podcast. Ra- it is not March. It's, <laughs> we yes. do rankings in March. Yeah, that's later. <laughs> Just wait. Uh, this is... Friday, November 29th. Yes, you heard me right. Friday. We're recording late this week because of the Thanksgiving holiday. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Happy, happy holidays. Happy post-Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday. Yeah. Happy Black Friday. If you're out there shopping, unfortunately, we are not live to accompany you on that. But hey, you can listen to us while you're recovering tomorrow uh, when this podcast goes up. Because the Media Book Podcast, if you are not familiar, is a podcast dedicated to movies, television, video games, and music. Stop. Not necessarily. In you that gotta order. stop doing that. You gotta stop I do doing it on that. Purpose. You know that. And this is uh, uh, all the news you need to know about all those topics, all the thoughts that we have. Except uh, this week, we're going to be a little light on thoughts and uh, uh, kind of make up for it in news. We're not. Sup- we've uh, been uh, busy with life uh, lately. Exclusively, one of us uh, has a, had a whirlwind couple of weeks. Yeah, you did. And uh, no, not me. No, 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 not you. Uh, I mean, if you if you want to elaborate, you can. I would love to elaborate. However, we are in a bit of a time crunch. <laughs> yes, exactly. We have a podcast to do. Oh, yes. So uh, and that's neither here nor there anyway. So let's yes. get rolling. If you would like to know my life event, please listen to last week's podcast. Yes. As Matt gave me a special shout out for I that. Did. Thank you very much. Yes, our audience knows. Uh, but yeah, uh, now that that's all taken care of, we can roll right into the movies section, which we always start first. And we always start the movie section with... The weekend box office numbers, and this one, friends, was a no-brainer. Yes, unfortunately, I was not here to do an over/under on how yeah. much Frozen would make. No, we didn't talk. We weren't able to debate. For no, sure. but how much did Frozen make? Because we knew that was going to be number one, no matter what. To the t- Frozen Two debuted at number one to the tune of one hundred and thirty point three million dollars. That's impressive. That is impressive, because I probably would have put it around 130, 140. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, needless to say, that was your number one movie in uh, the country and probably the world right now. I'd also like to point out that's the first time a movie has crossed the 100 mark in an opening weekend in the past three months. I believe that. I want to say three or four months. I 100% believe that, because, man, this has been a slow year. Uh, number two, coming in right under it, racing in right under it, Ford versus Ferrari, another $15.7 million, adding to a $57.7 million total. Number three, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, that's oh. your Mr. Rogers doc. Oh, what a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Coming in with $15 million debut. Number four, 21 Bridges, with a $9.2 million uh, debut. That's too many bridges, if you ask me. It is. Would you like to know what this is about? Yeah, since I didn't know last week. What is 21 Bridges? Good question. On to the next one. Yeah, who knows? I did not know that (laughs) Normally, I would have looked that up. However, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Number five, Midway, hangs in there. $4.6 million, adding to a eh, $43 million. Midland. So you're saying that it's... Midway into the top ten, yes. To well, I was gonna say midway oh, to hundred, but yes, just about. It's midway <laughs> to a lot of things. Uh, coming this week, if Frozen's not good enough for you, two movies uh, that you have actually probably heard of. At least I have. Knives Out, uh, which is of course the um, Ryan Johnson uh, film that's getting a lot of early release buzz. Yes, ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 
highly skilled cast involved, highly skilled director involved. Sounds like this is the thing. Like this, this is a lot of people will be saying this, I'm sure. I would love to see this if I have the time. This yeah. is clearly it's been on my top like radar list for a while now yeah. since it was announced. Well, we will try to see this. Yes. Uh, at some point in the coming weeks. And then also out this week, Queen and Slim. Yes, uh, Queen and Slim, starring one part of, uh, what was it, Get Out, I believe? He was in Get Out, he yeah, was in Black Panther. I think. Yes. Um, what's his name, Daniel Okuye? Yeah, that guy. I believe he stars him. Yes. So yeah, that is out this week. Those are your movies. Uh, number one guess, you think Frozen holds over? I think Frozen holds over. On a $70 million? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> not a question. Not a question. All right, moving on then. Uh, did you see any movies this week? Probably not. No. No, I will be seeing a movie later tonight. tonight. Yes, uh, you have uh, tickets for Frozen later. Uh, you'll be talking about Frozen next week. Yep, I'll be seeing Frozen 2 on a special date night, I guess Aww, you want to call cute. it. So adorable. But yeah, uh, next week I will have my thoughts on Frozen 2. Sounds good. But in the meantime, we have movie news. Yes, we do. Movie news! First up, of course we have a story about Netflix because we're the Media Boat Podcast. And what is the Media Podcast without a story on Netflix? It's a continued um, adventure here. This is the uh, newest story about uh, something we've been following here at the Media Boat Podcast. The story about Netflix's never-ending bids to uh, have their movies eligible for award season. By doing everything technically <laughs> correct. correct. Yes. In a bid to make their films eligible for the Academy Awards, Netflix has purchased the famed Paris Theater in Lower Manhattan, New York. They announced it on out that on Monday it would sign a new lease on the 71-year-old venue uh, to use it for original movie debuts, special events, and other screenings. The exact terms of the lease were not disclosed, uh, but earlier this month they used the location for showings of Marriage Story, uh, the film uh, by Noah Baumbach that premiered on Netflix. Yes, uh, Noam Baumbach is a well-known New York auteur. Yeah. I guess we can call him an auteur. Eh. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Uh, <laughs> but this follows... Um, a prolific director. Give you. Okay, let's deal with that. Yeah, but this also follows Netflix's campaign to release The Irishman with an official debut yes. in New York. So this will be the place, I would assume. Yes. Um, there's no set time limit on how long the lease is. But because it technically has a New York zip code... Yeah, then it qualifies. And will air, or will run showings in New York, it yeah. technically meets the qualifications... Yep, for the correct for, amount of time. For the Academy Awards. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this will be this is a smart way of basically them like carving out an excuse. Being like, oh yeah, no, we did it. It's in our theater. I mean, it's right there. Now, this may get into some sort of monopoly... Central vertical integration. Yes. Later down I the line, I saw some grumblings a couple of uh, weeks ago. I saw a headline that was like, "What would it mean if uh, theater uh, uh, studios were able to own theaters again?" Mm -hmm. And I think this is this goes right into that conversation. Is like, what if those walls came crumbling down again, and the distribution was owned by the those by the studios? Right. But do notice that that is. 
kind of where streaming is going, where they own the distribution to the streaming platform. That's been the way it's been on television, for sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, not only with streaming networks, but also cable networks, like uh, with com- cable companies, I mean, with Comcast and Spectrum doing original content. Right, but even then, at least you have competition to bid on a yeah. show, like how NBC, or how Brooklyn Nine-Nine was made by NBC, but put on Fox. Yeah, or more recently, the weirdest example, which is Spectrum... Uh, rebooting Mad About You. <laughs> yes, on Spectrum 1. <laughs> on some sort of weird Spectrum channel, yeah. So yeah, right. there's examples of that, but yeah, this is this is that conversation coming back to movies after, what, a century of this not being a thing? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, new technologies have forced the hand. Yeah, or maybe. It. Or may have forced the hand. May have we'll forced see the what hand. happens. But yes, uh, it is apt, apt to note that this is a lease... Not a purchase. Right. Uh, so, by technically, by all technicalities, since they don't own the movie theater, technically, it's okay. But yeah. once they purchase something, dot, dot, dot. We'll see. We'll see. All right. That'll do it for the first story here. We move on to a uh, franchise that isn't uh, promoted by Netflix. Not yet, at least. Godzilla. Dun, dun, dun. Godzilla, the uh, legendary this is movie Godzilla. monster from Japan. It is. <laughs> what if Godzilla was one of us? Uh, we will have to wait a little longer to see Godzilla fight King Kong as Warner Brothers push back the release date for that movie from March 13th to November 20th of next year. Nearly eight months. This could be due to Godzilla King of the Monsters. That film that was released in May earlier this year. Remember? Oh, I remember. I saw it. <laughs> To lackluster box office numbers domestically. Overall, it earned $385 million globally, so they may try to make the film more internationally friendly to improve the box office this time around. Adam Wingard is still directing the film, which stars Julian, Julian Dennison, Brian Tyree, Henry Alexander Skarsgård, and Demian Bitcher. Bitch, Beecher. 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 Yes. Uh, yeah, so this is just a minor delay for all you uh, Godzilla heads out there curious about how that fight would go down. Um, this is m- less of a delay and more of Warner Brothers not wanting to lose said spot. Yeah. Because originally that spot was just reserved for Warner Brothers. Uh-huh. And I want to assume, or at least safely assume, it was supposed to be a Harry Potter release. Oh. But because yeah. they couldn't get into production in time, right. and seeing as Harry Potter is going to come out the following, the following year, year, that they didn't want to lose that coveted Thanksgiving Day release window. So might as well spend that time tinkering away on something that could potentially be improved by come November. Right. That's that my thoughts on it. That makes sense. No, you're probably right. But they won't tell you that but behind the scenes. You. No. Inside baseball. There. It definitely inside baseball. Like third base. Yeah. Just inside the corner. Fair ball. Baseball. <laughs> yes. Inside baseball. <laughs> All right. That's it for tele- or movie news. Nice no, movie I'm getting news. ahead of myself. No, we're moving right into television. We move into television, though, because we didn't see no movies, so we get to talk about sports, because that's how we open the television. We didn't have a sports corner last week, because yeah. I didn't know jack about sports. You did not have any so jack about sports. So, catch us up on two weeks, two wonderful weeks of sports, why don't you? All right, sports happened, period. So, first up, I have here. Thank you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. We can move on. No. Uh, first story I have here is that Kyle Busch 
won the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. God damn Again? it. Again? Yes. Question mark? How many times did that make that? Uh, that would be his uh, at least third. Because yeah. everyone else had run twice, except for Logano, who had won once. But, um, yeah, he ended up winning. Uh, our buddy, Mac, was out there. Um <laughs> During this race, he's a big Kyle Busch fan. Sure. And he went out there on his birthday uh-huh. to support Kyle Busch and see Kyle Busch win. And then eventually got a picture with Kyle Busch, which he put. Wow. Which Kyle Busch put said picture on his own Instagram. Fancy schmancy. Insta famous. Wow, Insta famous. Hashtag yes. Kyle Busch. Hashtag NASCAR. Hashtag Mark. Hashtag Monster <laughs> Energy. Hashtag Death Stranding. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, yeah, so NASCAR is over NASCAR, until over. next year. All right. You also have the last week of your regular season in fantasy football for all you armchair quarterbacks out there. Yep, this is week 13 in the NFL. So the question is, did you make it to the playoffs? I made it. I will be making it to the playoffs in one of the leagues. Hey, two of the leagues, actually. Two of the leagues. Two of the leagues. Ain't bad. Uh, uh, yeah, two out of three ain't bad, but uh, the third uh, one, I missed it by a game. Ooh, missed Literal game, and some of those games included less than five-point losses. Dang. Close games. One of them was less than a point loss. Oh, that so, sucks. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Fractions. My, my quarterback round robin experiment uh, didn't quite pan out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Streaming quarterbacks, not a good strategy. But then again, that's what happens when you draft Blake Bortles in your, <laughs> open, in your draft. Blake Bortles. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Yeah, Blake Bortles. Uh, what about real football? Anything? Any uh, big stories in uh, the NFL at the moment? Oh, uh, not in the NFL, but definitely in the D League. Uh, okay. Oh, well, oh. NFL. Real quick, yes. uh, there may be a Super Bowl preview matchup this weekend Ooh. as Baltimore Ravens will be taking on the San Francisco 49ers this uh, weekend. Okay. And with two top quarterbacks and top offenses going against each other, uh, expect uh, this game to be hyped up as the. Super Bowl preview, assuming both these teams will make it. Make it. (laughs) We will see. But we have D-League to talk about. Okay, college football. What's happening over there? Uh, This week is the last week of regular season games, which means we have a lot. This is rivalry week in the college football area. All right. Uh, we have a Apple Bowl where Washington versus Washington State plays. Delicious. I love Apple Bowl. Uh, we have the Red River Bowl. What do we got in there? Where Red Texas delicious. plays Texas A&M. Um, we have the Iron Bowl. Granny Smith. Yes. It's an apple. Yes, it is. Um, Macintosh. Macintosh. Keep going. Apple TV. I'm, 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 I'm right out. Uh, iPhone. iPhone. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, um, Stanford plays Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, this is rivalry rivalry yes. week and the last week of regular season. As the winners of each conference will be playing next week. Okay. In conference championships, uh, to determine who will eventually land where in what bowl games, and also determine who will be the top four teams going to the uh, college football playoffs. But we won't know that until next Sunday. I think next Sunday. Not this upcoming Sunday, but the following Sunday, the 8th, is oh. Bowl Selection Sunday. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, what about uh, basketball? We have to hear that the Lakers have the best record in the NBA right now. Yeah, they do. 16-2. to Yeah, 16-2, not 2-2. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that, that's, not, that's not a score. 
<laughs> 16 and 2. Yeah. yeah, they're 16 and 2. They currently have the best record in basketball. Meanwhile, the LA Kings have the worst record in hockey. Ah, uh, Los Angeles. What do you get? And the Rams are just like, eh. The Rams are technically. Technically, yes, we get called by the Lambs the by Lambs. our uh, rivalry teams. That's good. Uh, we are still technically in the hunt uh, yeah. for the playoffs. Yeah, so it's not but over not, yet. Not too stellar of a season, but no. doing okay. Um, speaking of football playoffs, we yes. should within the next two weeks have um, guaranteed playoff positions. Cool. Well, we or clinches. I'm not saying guaranteed. They're sure. clinches. We'll update you listeners as it happens. Yes, we will. But for now, uh, is there anything else in sports before we move on to television? Oh, I'm sure there's a lot more in sports, but not right. I think I am going to cover. All right, good. Cool. Because <laughs> that means we get to move on to television news. And our first story is only vaguely television related. I guess they air this on television. Uh, the thing that, uh, that you would love for your girlfriend to ask for you, but can't, but, uh, you may not be able to afford, Victoria's Secret. Uh, I'm not talking to you, because you don't have a girlfriend anymore. I'm talking to our audience. Okay, so uh, let me rephrase that. For your <laughs> girlfriend to <laughs> wear. <laughs> Thankfully, she isn't a fan. Uh, but Victoria's Secret, uh, they highly anticipated Victoria's Secret fashion show. Cancelled! For 2019. There will be no televised nor non-televised Victoria's Secret fashion show this year. L Brands, the parent company of the lingerie retailer, said, we'll be communicating to customers, but nothing that I would say is similar in magnitude to the fashion show. Weird statement, but okay. Yes. In May, the brand said it would be rethinking the show and have decided on pulling back on capital investment while focusing on resonating with its customers. I love to resonate with my brands. The 2018 show pulled in 3.27 million viewers, which was the smallest since becoming a holiday season event way back in 2001. Yeah, start of the new year-ish. So, yeah. 2001, Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. It's only grown since then, until last year. Uh, you know what? Not really a loss here. This is definitely not a loss. Like, it's fine. Like, I, I, I saw a, a clip recently of Rihanna performing, like, four years ago or something at one. I was like, yeah, this is fine. But this doesn't need to exist. Yeah. Bruno Mars performed at it. <laughs> I think Moon Fire performed at it. Yeah. It's basically just uh, walk around with, little big with, uh, with lingerie. And Taylor big, Swift, I think, was last year That or sounds about right. Uh, like, j- just walking around up and down with lingerie and big giant angel wings on their back. That's literally all this was. Well, yeah, it's, look at all the lingerie. Yeah. You, the average customer, will never wear and or purchase. <laughs> yeah, because it's way too expensive for you. It's also way too elaborate and yeah. way too yeah. impractical of lingerie to yeah. wear. Yeah, so, but, you know, not a loss here. I mean, the only loss here is that now Giselle Bunchkin doesn't get a paycheck <laughs> and has to rely on her husband, Tom, to... Yeah, to pull, carry pull some him. weight. Yeah. Yeah, I think he can handle it. I, I don't know. Pretty sure. Maybe. He's getting up there in age. <laughs> Let's move on. He, he's considered the old man now. The old guard. I guess. Well, technically, old tackle? No, old, yeah. old QB. <laughs> old QB, the oldest scary. Uh, we move on from that story to talk about something completely different. The Mandalorian. This has been the hot topic in the television world ever since it debuted alongside Disney+. Plus. Uh, This, of course, is the uh, Disney Plus Star Wars series uh, that is a spinoff of the movies uh, that focuses on a title Mandalorian um, on a a mission, I guess you could say. Bounty hunter on a mission. Yeah, a protection mission, you could say. 
uh, yeah, it's been a success so far. It's been kind of the show du jour, and uh, merch for it is on the way, just in time for the holiday season. The char- One character, though, stands out from the rest, and I won't get too spoilery here, but I'm uh, sure if you have been paying attention to the internet, my dear listener, you know what I'm talking about Oh, here. yes. Uh, the, it has been out for three weeks now, and yes. if you somehow stayed off the internet for three weeks like i, I almost avoided did. it yeah i almost avoided it yeah but yeah the character called the child is the breakout star of the series even though that character is absent from the marketing as not to spoil them apparel and accessories featuring that yet unnamed creature will soon be available through amazon and all major retail outlets so hold your horses people because everybody on the internet is going crazy for this thing and wants such t-shirt with them or whatever uh that time will come just wait Yep, it, it will be here for holiday season, yes. probably December first ish. Whatever they can like, yeah. fastly mass produce this. And I would imagine out immediately sold out yes. because this thing is crazy popular on the internet. Uh, but other than that, uh, I haven't watched The Mandalorian. I can't speak to its quality. I think it's fine. Seems like it's fine. It's okay because I can speak to its quality. Okay, right now as we move into thoughts. All right, are we done with? Yeah, we're done. That's it. That was the whole story. Okay. So tell me, because you watched not only The Mandalorian, but I, you, I also uh, watched one of these things. Uh, let's start with The Mandalorian, so we just talked yeah, about Yeah, let's talk about The Mandalorian. So how do you like that Mandalorian? Oh, The Mandalorian. Okay. It is a little backstory required. Okay. So, um, Colin Trevorrow. Let's start there. Yeah. Directed Director of Jurassic World. Jurassic World, yes. Yes. And then got picked to direct episode nine. Yeah. And then while he was waiting for that to happen, he decided to direct Book of Henry, at which point he got canned from right, episode yes. nine. Basically, like, we don't want you anymore. Yes. So there was a mass exodus or a mass um, conspiracy or okay. rather media bamboozlement of who would take on episode nine. And you remember what I said during that? I had three choices. Okay. One of them being just bring back Ryan, jo- Ryan Johnson. Right. He did great. Um, clearly, that didn't happen. No. Uh, instead, we get Knives Out this year. Yeah. Uh, the second one was bring back J.J. Abrams because yeah. he did episode six or seven. And, and that was fine. And that's exactly what they did. <laughs> but I had a third option uh-huh. that I put out there. John Favreau. Because right. he had directed Iron Man and Iron Man 2 and coming off of Jungle Book was clearly... The Inn had the Inn at Disney and knew how to establish a franchise and how to basically work well with executive producers. Yeah, that's true. And sadly, he couldn't work on that because of The Lion King, which I'm not sure how it did some billion dollar (laughs) club thing. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So maybe Disney knew what they were doing there. But as a consolation prize, I guess, they gave him this, The Mandalorian to... Exactly, produce and create. And what a consolation prize. Oh, wow. Did he, like, take this thing and run with it? Because it is, like, delicious in every sense of the word. <laughs> Gross, but okay. Okay. Like, <laughs> I love how it is feels like a Star Wars... Not, it's a Star Wars show, mm-hmm. and it is definitely shot like a Star Wars show, but the way it's set up in the in-universe with its characters, with its different, like, creatures roaming around... Uh, we have both, like, talking and straight-up monster creatures everywhere. Like, the f- worlds, the planets that they go to, the 
atmosphere, the feel, it definitely feels like a classic Star Wars, which is very apt because this is set after the events of Return of the Jedi and way before the events of The Force Awakens. Yeah. So it definitely has that significant feel of the original trilogy well thrown throughout it. I think that if like this was made and shown in the 90s, one, technology wouldn't exist for it, but two... <laughs> But two, if somehow technology exists and it was shown as like, oh, we're going to do the continuing adventures of Star Wars. This fits in perfectly with it. It has some familiar characters. It has some twists on familiar characters as well. Sure does. And it definitely has a lot of (laughs) hype surrounding it, which going into it had a lot of hype, but definitely executed and paid off very well. Yeah. This is very commendable in an effort, and I... As we noted a couple weeks ago, it got picked up for a second season before yeah. it even premiered. Yeah. I think Disney knows what they're doing here, and which is why I'm kind of sad that they didn't have John Favreau on hand to direct an actual Star Wars film. Yeah, I guess, but at the same time, though, this they needed something to be the marquee thing for Disney+. Plus. Yes. And this fit the bill perfectly. Oh, yes. This is the thing that's getting people is, uh, to subscribe. It is like, the Like, that flagship. we're already bought in. Yeah. Yeah. It's the show. Yeah. And so, yeah, if they didn't have it, like, yeah, you would still sell that thing just on the fact that it's Disney+, Plus. but still, it's good that Disney got a thing to really push it. This is Disney's uh, house of cards. Yeah. I would say, I would even argue, it's Dis- I mean, this is not a streaming service, but uh, Disney's Game of Thrones at this point. Yeah. it's it's It has potential to be that big. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, Star Wars, it's going to be that big. It already is, too. but yes. I mean, granted, yes, yeah, Star Wars can live and die in very many different ways. So I want to get your opinion on this, then. Um, how do you feel about it being a weekly released show? Do you think that it actually works in its favor, or would you rather they have done the Netflix binge uh, binge approach? I think it works in its favor. Um, I've waited two weeks, three weeks mm-hmm. um, to watch it. So I watched Just two episodes back. Together. gather. Yeah. Together. I watched two episodes back to back and like immediately fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And I do like the fact that it's doing a one-week release because, one, as a business side sense, yeah. it keeps people subscribed and waiting for right. it. But as a like pop culture effect, it keeps the water cooler talk going. It's true. And it found keeps out with people, Game of Thrones. And it keeps people talking about it. Yeah. And not just, oh, you didn't binge it yet? No, I'm going to wait like two weeks maybe when I have some time. Like No, it's like, oh... Like, clearly you haven't caught up yet, but at least you know what I'm talking about when I say (laughs) The Mandalorian, because you've seen maybe an episode as it was released on a weekly basis. Out there, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think this is a smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. I I can see the pros and cons for just dumping binge and weekly episodes. Yeah, but I think it's interesting that... Basically, the last five years have been uh, the streaming services figuring out that maybe the binge model is actually a negative, not a positive. <laughs> well, you know, it gets people like to subscribe and to, to watch it and yeah. watch it all and binge watch it. But then, yeah, what are you going to have to continue? You have to continuously put out something new to binge. Yeah. All right. And then you have a watching problem. Hey, we all have watching problems. You may have a watching problem. 
I call it a solution. <laughs> anyway. Uh, let's talk about the other things you watched. Uh, let's talk about the thing we both watched. Uh, the American Music Awards. All right. AMAs. Yes, ask you anything. Yes. No. Um, so the American Music Awards, uh, you may know that they kind of kind of don't matter. They're like the Grammy's little sibling. They're the thing that ABC decided, hey, we're going to pay Dick Clark to host these awards that are like the Grammys, but are fan voted. And so we have an excuse for all these artists to come perform. Right. Here's the thing. It's not the Grammys. <laughs> yeah. It's not the billboards. No. It's not the People's Choice. It literally doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. It's the People's Choice Awards for music. Is what it is. Well, no, no, that, that's what the iHeart Music Fest is for. I guess, but but <laughs> this is like even more specific. Like this is yeah. So Dick Clark, of course, is dead, but his production studio is still very alive. Yes, thank and you, so Ryan Seacrest. Yes, and so they still produce this thing. It still lives, and yeah, this year's slog. <laughs> that was definitely a slog. I bailed at ten thirty. I couldn't even stay up for Shania Twain. I was just like. I am going to sleep. I am falling asleep. I cannot do this anymore. The only reason I was able to watch it is because there was literally nothing else on. <laughs> and I wasn't tired. But so we can talk about some of the highlights. Yeah. Um, Taylor Swift was awarded... Uh, Artist of the Decade. Artist of the Decade by the AMAs. And you know what? Whether she deserves it or not, who could say? But what I will say is that uh, it was an entertaining performance. She didn't do a whole lot of her back catalog... She did uh, three songs from her back catalog. Yeah, that's it. But those three songs were not original recording, or they technically they are now original recording. I guess so. Yeah, the the whole drama, I guess, uh, had somewhat resolved as she was able to do some of her um, uh, Big Machine Records uh, songs. Yeah, well, she did the songs, but if you noticed. They weren't in the same well, melody no. key or anything. They were different. They were very different, but different enough to where it was kind of like a slap at Big Machine. Yeah. And I had to explain this. Yeah, Because <laughs> yeah. it was like... It's a whole thing. Because like, uh, I was watching with my doctor, and she was like, wait, like clearly she's terrible. Like She can't sing any of her back catalog because she's a terrible singer. It needs to be auction. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. She's doing this on purpose because it has to be different. Yeah, the the question of, of whether Taylor can sing well live, that's a question that's literally existed for 10 years. Yes. The answer is not really. She does her best, but she's just not a great technical singer. And so when you do see her live, you can see that she's getting some of it, but she can't quite get there like mm -hmm. she can on a recording. Well, because she doesn't, she can't do 10 takes on a single song. Yeah. Her and Katy Perry are very similar in that way. Yeah. Where in recording, they sound fine. But, like, their technical chops are just not up to snuff live. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's just it's fine. Because Taylor Swift is so big at this point, it doesn't matter. Right. But, yeah, that was an entertaining part. I liked Camila, Camila Cabello's performance. Both of her performances, mm -hmm. I thought, were pretty cool. Um, I liked... Like, generally speaking, the performances were pretty consistently good. Um, the awards, you know, oh. you're not there for the awards. What did you think of Taylor Swift's little triplet duet with um, Halsey and Billy? Interesting. Uh, Camila Cabello. Yeah, that was Camila Cabello. Uh, interesting. It, it seemed to me as like her basically saying like, like that she couldn't like that was kind of her shout out to be like oh no i'm getting into this kind of pop realm here are two current pop stars to prove that this is what i do now 
Well, see, I thought it was the opposite, where now that I'm in the pop room, here are two stars that basically followed my groundwork. There's that, too. There's an element of that, too. Basically, here, I'm I'm inviting these two who are the future of the thing I do. Mm -hmm. Even though it's weird to talk about it like that, because Taylor's not that old. She's about the same age as those two. She is our age. She'll be turning 30 next next week. I want to say that those two other women are only maybe a year or two younger than than her. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not that. They're in the same kind of zone age wise right so yeah it's interesting no nonetheless to like like industry wise like here like these are two other people that are kind of uh, up and comers in my industry even though they both established uh that that's that same night that they have chops themselves maybe less so halsey anyway uh <laughs> but I, don't know. Jab, jab, jab. Uh, I don't know uh the some of this uh, some of the older acts that they pulled out on stage like green day um, and Kesha kind of did the thing where here's a new song, here's an old song, mm-hmm. which was kind of neat. Uh, Billie Eilish performing uh, proved that I still don't really get her. No, but sure. Uh, apparently, Billie Eilish made a speech in the beginning of the night, and that's all anyone could talk about. Yep. 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 Uh, but I mean, we'll talk about Billie Eilish in like a couple of minutes here. We will. So yeah, I mean, do you have anything else you want to say about the AMAs? Uh, yeah, Shania Twain can still sing her ass off. I missed that. I uh, did not stay up for that, but yeah, it was wonderful. Sounds like she it was also did a good job. like a big ad to go see her in Vegas, which <laughs> half worked on me. Yeah, I was gonna say like, well, well, might as well next time you go. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that exists. So yeah, it happened. It happened. Uh, the awards, like we said, don't really matter. No. Don't really count for no, anything. No. Uh, it does but, matter to some people, yeah. including a very vocal majority on the internet, mm-hmm. or a vocal minority, as you could say. Rick and or Morty. Yes. There's a season four in the wild. There is a season four. It is debuted. What it, did you think? Uh, we are three episodes in on Rick and Morty. I had the pleasure of having this day off to watch all three. Right. Uh, so. Was it a pleasure? Weird. It's weird. <laughs> and okay. Rick and Morty is where to begin with. And yes, already. Yeah, already. It was established on the show as well. Yes, but it's weird because we have three seasons under our belt. Yeah. And as we have reported on like this. Three more. Three more, at least 80 episodes <laughs> more to come. Yeah. It's in a really weird spot where is it getting too formulaic? Where, oh, hijinks happens. Clearly, someone is being smarter than the other person. <laughs> Let's find out what happens and where this goes. Yeah. All will be resolved by the end. Do you think it's a comfort zone that the writers have hit? Or do you think it's more like... They figured out that this is what the fans want, and they don't want to try too many new things. It's a little bit of, let's try this thing, but keep it within our own formula, Mm -hmm. where we're going to throw them into the wild yonder out there to be super ridiculous, and at the very end, have, have it being returned by some overarching... Here's the lesson we were trying to get at. So it sounds like these are very, like, capsule episodes. Like, you're, the, 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 is there any sort of semblance of some sort of continuing uh, serial story here? Or is it just very, like... No, all most of the episodes leading up to this have been very capsulized, except yeah. for the season enders, because they're season enders leading into the first one, uh, to the next season. Uh, which those are kind of tied together, but... You know, you, Does that make it feel kind of old? No, okay. I mean, I, I know what you're getting at, because, yeah. like, recent cartoons, a like... A lot of shows have left shows that have, behind at this point. 
Yeah, they've left the Simpsons model behind in right. daily episodes and going towards the BoJack Horseman, here's yeah. your serialized cartoons. Uh, like, yeah, you know, episodics are more seen as like kid shows now. Kid friendly rather than these long drawn out yeah, methodical like season long arcs. Yeah. But, uh, like, but is it, that's where I'm at with this show. Yeah. Is it funny? I, I, it, <laughs> see, I, I'm kind of like on that teetering point of, is this yeah. funny? Who knows? Is this, is this funny, satirical, or commentary? Because it yeah. bounces between all three yeah. but very you, wildly between each other. Here's episode. what I have to say about that is if you have to ask, probably isn't. I think it's getting to the point where this probably this isn't, maybe for isn't for me. For you anymore? Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's where I was at in season three. Yeah. That's like why I dropped off the show at the first few episodes of season three. I'm like, this isn't for me anymore. Like, this is fine, but like, after Pickle Rick, I was like, I'm checking out. Like, mm-hmm. you went too far for me. Right. Well, because it's trying to try to. It's really trying to find a right balance between being science fiction yeah. and present day commentary. Right. Right. And it's having a real hard time trying to find that balance. I mean, it had three yeah. seasons to do it, <laughs> and it's, right, and that is a really tough balance to have, yeah. especially for what's going to be over a hundred episodes eventually. So, are you going to wait it out? Are you going to see how the rest of the season goes? I'll wait it out. It's only a half season. I'm going to do five episodes uh, now, five episodes after it. the Christmas break. Okay, so we'll see. Uh, so, yeah, we'll get five episode Keep bombs. Keep us updated. Enough. All right, that's it for thoughts. Then I did not watch any new television with Disney Plus. I've been watching Ducktales. Woohoo! Yeah. So. Oh yeah, sure. You got Disney Plus. I have to catch up on that show. It's it's still good. Yep. Uh, but I haven't watched a lot of new TV. I mean, uh, Good Place had a really stellar. I think their Emmy episode last week. Oh yeah, I caught up on yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's the, the Emmy answer. Submission the for, answer is the Emmy submission. Easy, easy Emmy. Yeah. Like, if they don't win, I'd be very upset with well, that one. There's a reason they don't keep winning. Yeah. For some reason. I know, because lobbies or whatever. Yes. But yeah, I still think that that, that, that thing is... I mean, we'll talk about it in the year-end list, but that's yeah, yeah. going to be on my list. Yes. It's going to be very high. I don't need to tell you that. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, but yeah, uh, other than that, nothing really new to talk about. I'm behind on Riverdale because it's a slog. Um, but yeah, so that's where I'm at. Let's keep going because we're running out of time. All right. Let's talk about... Cancellations and renewals. All right. What am I no longer watching? Uh, well, I'll tell you what some of the things you're no longer watching, but I'll tell you some things that are continuing to happen. Prime Video has renewed Undone, uh, that animated uh, sorts uh, show from um, the BoJack Horseman creator and uh, I think a couple other people from that team. Um, Prime Video has been renewed for a second season. So that show has not been it undone has not yet? Been undone. It, uh, I guess, survived where Tukin Birdie cannot. Showtime is renewing Dezus and Mero, uh, not uh, for a season two. I'm not familiar with the show, but I do know who those people are. Apple TV Plus is renewing Servant for a second season. I have no idea what that is, but I've seen ads for it. I've seen ads for it. It's, it seems creepy. Yeah, it seems creepy. Netflix uh, has uh, ended, and with an E. It will end after season three finale. That is Anne of Green Gables, yes. the TV show. Yes. BET has renewed First Wives Club for two more seasons. CBS All Access canceled Strange Angel after two seasons. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Netflix, up, here we go. It's not a real Mystery Science Theater era if it isn't canceled. And sure enough, 
Netflix has canceled Mystery Science Theater 3000, the most recent version of it, with Jonah Ray. Technically not canceled, but also technically not renewed. Basically, they were given the option to renew for a third season to produce, and they declined it. So there will be no third season on Netflix of MST. Whether or not they will be shopping around other networks is still up in the air, but at this point, I don't know what other network would want. Disney Plus. Mystery Science Theater. No, probably not. So, yeah, we may be in another uh, situation where the show is over again. But uh, it was a good run while it lasted. There's a lot of real good material on that nef- the couple of the Netflix seasons, so I recommend checking it out if you're a fan. Uh, that's it for cancellations and renewals. We now move into a couple of deaths here. Frank Biondi, age 47, a film and TV executive and CEO of HBO, Viacom, and Universal Studios. Not at the same time. Not at the same time, <laughs> uh, but somewhere between 1983 and 1998. So, yeah. uh, not bad. That's a pretty strong run uh, for for um, an executive there. So, yeah, I mean, a that's, companies. that's a good heyday yeah. right there in the 90s. And then lastly in deaths, Nick Clifford, accurate last name, uh, age 98, the last surviving Mount Rushmore carver. Cliff Clifford. Cliff, Clifford. Anyway. anyway. Uh, but yeah, that's a fun fact. Oh, yeah. And that has nothing to do with the Media Boat Podcast. So. No, but I found that fun fact. Like, oh fun my god, indeed. someone was still alive for that? So now I hand this over to you as we go into the music section. Oh, yeah. So we always start music with the billboard, and we start the billboard with the Hot 100. What is the hottest single? The hottest single right now belongs to Mr. Tattoo Face himself, ah. um, a.k.a. Why Do You Have So Many Tattoos as Why? my doctor... Put it, which Why does he have so many No tattoos? idea. But I tr- I could not answer that. I think that. Christy said something similar after we saw the video for this song yesterday. <laughs> uh, but yes. Uh, Circles by Post Malone is your number one yeah. song in the country. Have you seen the video for this thing, by the way? No. It is uh, Post Malone walking through a, uh, a bunch of dead knights, like in medieval times. They're just like bloody and on the ground. And like he's just like kind of treading over them. And then there's a princess with no mouth. Okay, um, I saw a brief, like, literally the two-second clip of this on the AMAs. Yeah, that, that, that's the video for this thing. But I've seen it now. It's weird as hell. Why did you tell me this? I was happy. <laughs> I was literally happier before you told me this. Somehow you told me this has made me, like, it's less It's a fun happy. fact that was fun. Look at me. Am I having fun? <laughs> You're having so much fun right now. Right, sorry. Uh, um... <laughs> Number two is Someone You Loved by Louis Capaldi. So, oh, Someone I Loved. Okay. Yes, uh, past tense. Yes. Number three is Good Has Hell by Lizzo. Yes, still there. Number four, Memories by Maroon 5. Uh-huh. And number five, Lose You to Love Me by Selena Gomez, creeping back up into the top yeah. five. The video for that was shot on an iPhone Pro, iPhone 11 Pro, fun fact. Oh. It uses the optical zoom, and by, by that I mean just in and out constantly in that video. It's <laughs> stupid. Hate. Anyways. All right. We a lot of music videos yesterday. All right. Uh, that goes to <laughs> Billboard 200, our yes. album's chart. Albums. Uh, congratulations, Canada, as <laughs> Courage by Celine Dion is your number one album this year. I saw her perform week. at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade yesterday. I saw that, too. Yes. I was like, oh, hey, that well, looks like she must have a number one record, and sure enough, she does. Sure enough, she does. Because she's saying the title track, Courage, yes. at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. Which, we also watched that if you want to talk about that. No. Yeah, no. It's a parade. I missed that. I skipped that because I was like, it's on every year. Yeah. Even though it is on every year, yeah. uh, my dad informed me that he did not know Santa closes the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Are you kidding Parade. me? Yeah. 
He's like, oh, they have they have Santa this year. I'm like, they, <laughs> they have, have Santa, Santa every, every year. year. It's like they open with the Tom the Turkey and they close with Santa coming down Broadway 34th Avenue, whatever. And that signals the start of Christmas. I'm forever in awe of your father. I know. (laughs) Anyway. It's uh, it's quite a weird thing with my father to not know that. But hey. But what you gonna do? What am I gonna do? Anyway. That's my dad. (laughs) Uh, Number two album is... Chicks Tape 5 by Tony Lanez. What's a Chicks Tape? Is that like a Chicks Mixtape? Uh, I think it's Chick-fil-A because it's C-H-I-X. <laughs> uh, number 3, Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Whoa. 4, Lover by Taylor Swift. Yep. And 5, What You See Is What You Get by Luke Combs. It is what you get. Let me tell you. Uh, Alright, moving on. Alright, moving on to new releases. Yes. Alright, first up, we have Anyway Gang. By Anyway Gang. Anyway self-titled Gang. album. I never heard of them. Nope. But okay. Uh, this was only like five releases, so I just put all five out <laughs> All there. five of them. Uh, we have After You by Jack Pennett. After You. We have Still Singing by <laughs> Joe Pesci. Yes, that <laughs> Joe Pesci. Still Singing. Uh, we have The Christmas Present by Robbie Williams. Cute. And lastly, The Soft Bulletin Recorded Live at Red Rocks with the Colorado Symphony Orchestra by the Flaming Lips. So this is just a live recording of their record soft bulletin. Okay. Yes. Uh, right. With the orchestra. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Like I said, there's only five, so I put all five on there. Give me some music news. Oh, right. Uh, so you know how we're talking about Billie Eilish before? We were. It's true. Well, she's in the news. She is. Um... For something she's done, or being rather honored, honored. with. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as as we all noted on this podcast consistently, one, who is Billie Eilish? And two, <laughs> how old are you? She's very young. Oh, she is so young. So young, in fact, she's not turned 18. Correct. But before her 18th birthday, which is next month, by the way. Sure. Um, not that she, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking for that, but okay. Uh, just so you know what her 18th birthday is. <laughs> Billie Eilish. It's <laughs> incredibly awkward. Anyway. Billie Eilish will add one more award to her career. It's true. As Billboard's 2019 Women of the Year. Yeah. Uh, quote: Billie has disrupted the entertainment industry through her music and social media platforms, leaving an indelible impact on the global cultural zeitgeist. End quote. Uh, that was from Billboard. Obviously. Do love the global zeitgeist. Yes, when you lose words like cultural global zeitgeist, <laughs> it means something. It's a big deal. You don't use those words lightly. Yeah. Uh, this actually makes her <laughs> the youngest artist to ever claim the title. As she joins the ranks of previous honorees, including Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez, Madonna, Lady Gaga, and Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift. Who's won it three times. Yeah. Uh, you may note that that list includes zero black women. <laughs> I saw some people on Twitter pointing out that apparently, uh, that a black woman is never one. So they were pointing to Lizzo or something? No, no, just, 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 just oh, kind just of a thing. Kind of making you wonder how the hell did Beyonce not somehow win this at some point? I'd like to know <laughs> when this started. <laughs> yeah, like in the last ten years, I'm just Probably. Probably, like 2009 or so. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Anyway, just pointing that out. 
Yes. Go, thank you, Twitter, for pointing that out. <laughs> thank you, Twitter. You always point out the always most random Twitter. things. Always. That no one else really cares to look for. But thank you. At least you're there. <laughs> I know, some people might care about this one. It's a Twitter night intro. Anyway. Anyways, moving on to other music news. Amazon. Amazon. So we briefly, like, going back and forth talking about Amazon in the music industry. Yeah. This, uh, it's very cool that you included this story because this, I, this is something I actually thought was really niche uh, because I know the origins of this, but go on. With what I have. Yeah. Well, last month, a group of musicians and activists yes. formed No Music for Ice yes. following news that Amazon, at Amazon's uh, cloud services to government agencies, including Immigration and Customs Enforcement a.k.a. ICE. No Music for ICE is a petition calling on artists to boycott Amazon and all their streaming services. Recently, news that Amazon would be hosting Intersect Festival in Las Vegas next weekend with its Amazon Web Services has caused the No Music for ICE movement to make moves. Uh, The Black Madonna subsequently canceled her appearance with just under two weeks out from the festival. So far, she's the only announced artist to drop out, while there are well over 1,000 artists that have signed on to the No Music for Ice petition. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. One big name that you've brought up before Mm -hmm. that we haven't covered on this is Casey Musgraves, as she has her upcoming literally this week Christmas special on Amazon Prime. Yeah, so that's all kind of muddled in this as well. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, the the kind of grassroots movement for this was started by a handful of artists that I follow. Uh, so uh, bands such as Speedy Ortiz, uh, Downtown Boys, Remember Sports, um, and like you said, a thousand others apparently are all kind of spearheading this effort. Uh, it's basically like the idea is is th- that they're pulling one, they're pulling their music off completely of Amazon Prime, which they figured figured out is actually way easier than they expected it to be, apparently. Hmm. So apparently Amazon does not have too many regulations to like or the hoops to jump through to remove your music, which was interesting to hear. Uh, this will not be removing their music from any other of the streaming services, just Amazon. And this is, yes, pulling support for any Amazon-supported festivals. Apparently, Amazon did not disclose that they were uh, presenting that festival until, like, two weeks prior. Two weeks prior, yeah. Which pissed off a lot of people. Um, So, yeah, this whole thing has been a mess. But, if anything, this is um, kind of bringing to light that uh, the, the ties that Amazon as a corporation has and just the mountain of things that are just accumulating over and over again about what they have, like what fingers they have in what places. Well, you've seen the ad on TV about the AWS and yeah. how it basically powers 85% of yeah. apps yes. out there. Yeah. There was an article on Gizmodo a couple of years back where this uh, woman was basically saying like, hey, like... What would happen if I actually did try to make an effort to completely remove myself from interacting with these giant corporations? She did it for Google. She did it for Microsoft. She tried for Amazon. And what she found out with Amazon is that she basically had to stop using the internet. Mm-hmm. Because it does power literally so much of the internet. Their web hosting services have now 
eclipsed all other web hosting services, and now they are the number one hosting service on the web, which means that you can't go to any website, basically, without it being on an Amazon server. It's yeah. creepy. It's to the point where you cannot live your normal life without engaging with Amazon at some point. It's crazy. You have to literally disconnect yeah. from the internet. You would just have to completely live a, 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 like a hermit life. So yeah, it's all thing. This is interesting. Um, you, the per, uh, the um, petition does not require you to remove your music because they do understand that a lot of uh, artists' well-being relies on them being in as many as sources of income as possible. Mm-hmm. But just signing the uh, petition does increase awareness of this. So absolutely, if you're a musician out there, sign that posi- p- petition. Including us talking about it as we help spread the awareness yes, of it. Indeed. But let's stop talking about it. Let's move on to our second story. Uh, that is our second story. Oh, that's it for music news. That's it for music news. Did you have? Did you listen to anything? I am not listening to anything. Um, way behind. Okay, I know you wanted me to listen to um, Nine, Jason by Jason Aldean. Yeah, did you? Yes and no. <laughs> okay. I say that because Jason Aldean had been putting out the singles constantly uh-huh. over the past two three months. So you've heard all those. So I basically listened to them as they came out. Thinking like, okay, this is from his upcoming Nine album that he'll yeah. eventually change. Because who hell the hell calls their album Nine, nine unless you're Blank-182. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's just, yeah. we're only just called Nine. Nine, just called Nine. Yeah. So I have listened to at least half of these songs. And it's a Jason Aldean record? It's a Jason Aldean record. All right. Um, but it's not like Stadium Tour Jason Aldean record. Oh, okay. This is more laid back country Jason Aldean record. Going down a gear. This is definitely shifting down like two, yeah. three years. Okay, cool. Uh, but that being said, definitely sounds like Jason Aldean. All right. This is his ninth album. You, you know don't you're, say. You're, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Uh, but right. yeah, this yeah. isn't the big stadium tour thing that you're going to expecting from him. But. Like the rockier speakers, knock yeah. your pants off. Whoa. And like. Jason Aldean cannot rock my pants off. Um, no, no, there's on. a song about getting you out of it. Well, not me. I'm taking my pants off. It's that. one of his sex songs. Gross. Yes. Anyway. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> Nine is out. It's it's a home homegrown country record. Yeah, I guess. So it's not your stadium tour record. All right. Okay. Uh, is that it for music thoughts? Then. Um. Oh, I listen to a lot of uh, Hawaiian music. I don't know if you want to listen to that. You did. That. No, let's not talk about that. Let's okay. move on. <laughs> Video games. Video games. And we'll start video games with uh, new releases. New releases. Uh, First up, we have Farming Simulator 20. Hell yeah. For the Switch. Exclusive to the Switch. Love to simulate farming. You know what this means, right? You can play Farming Simulator on a tractor. Hell yeah. As you farm. Live in the dream. (laughs) You could not do this before. Uh, we also have Halo Reach remastered for the Xbox and PC. Yep. Star Ocean colon First Departure R for the PlayStation and Switch. Sure. And Saga colon Scarlet Grace dash Ambitions for the PlayStation, <laughs> Switch, and PC. Gotta love these names. Oh, I love saying these weird ass I feel names. like these days the video game names are more consistently great than the artist names. Uh, well, probably maybe. Yeah. We we've kind of we'll cross that bridge back <laughs> over eventually. Good, good we'll cross that bridge back in the next yeah, decade, probably. Anyway. Anyways, uh, video game news. First up, did you realize that Google launched Stadia? 
I mean, I knew about it, but that's because I'm tapped into video game discourse. But if you weren't, you probably didn't even know it was out. <laughs> uh, that being said, it seems like uh, people are mixed. Yes, and some people are also miffed. Yeah. As Google has issued a statement after it was accused of breaking promises yeah. over the performance of Stadia games. Yep. Last week, the website 9to5Google <laughs> accused Google <laughs> of lying after key titles were not running in 4K and 60 frames per second. 9to5Google, that's what a way to work, you know, to work a living. That's what I say. The reality of Stadia is an issue for many owners of the streaming tech because it contradicts statements made by Google and its its executives in the run up to the release, including that its GPU has more power than the Xbox One X and PS4 Pro combined. Basically, people are asking, hey, where's the receipts? We're like starting up Red Dead Redemption 2 and seeing a bunch of artifacting and being like, hey, you told us that this thing was going to run 4K in 60 frames and be more powerful than my Xbox One X. What's happening? Well, executive Phil Harrison said that all games would support 4K at launch and that they designated Stadia to enable 4K 60 frames per second. But, as you said, games like Destiny 2 and other AAA title games render at a native 1080p and is often upscaled to improve quality, but never actually reaches true 4K. Yeah. Uh, The statement uh, basically reads that everything is available, quote, with the appropriate internet connection, end Mm -hmm. quote. The reality is there is a disconnect between the promises made by its marketers and the reality of its ports built by developers. And as you mentioned, this was going to be the big problem when it was announced. So this is in the additional wrinkle even beyond that. Yes, there was an ex- is, uh, the problem existed when they announced this thing. Is basically, is the technology going to be up to snuff? Are all of these promises going to come to fruition? Turns out the answer is no. But what Google is doing here and the other half of the statement that you don't have yes. is basically them saying... Yeah, but we give all these tools to our developers, and then it's up to them. We basically hand them the magic keys, and they have to figure it out. Well, They're see, basically passing the buck and saying, the developers need to improve, and we're giving them the tools to improve, so hopefully they'll, six months down the line, patch their games, and they will run in 4K. Well, that's why I didn't include the other half of that statement, yeah. because I'm not passing the buck down no. to them. I'm keeping it at Google, because right. they're the ones saying, they have this to, is what our technology can run. They have set a standard because the thing that's missing here is that uh, in a traditional console launch you have the console creator making at least one game to launch this thing with google's not a game developer they don't have a game basically to prove to be a proof of concept for their thing where's their knack they don't have a knack that's the thing is game they don't have a gears of war for xbox 360 they don't have a thing basically setting the benchmark of quality they don't have a halo they don't have a they don't have, a, they have a uh, Crash Bandicoot. And so what you have is basically a non-video game creator, creator basically telling all these video creators, hey, we made these fancy tools. You're not using them correctly. Man, that sucks. Whereas they should actually be fl- like helicoptering in some people into these developers then and trying to troubleshoot what's going wrong. 
That's what needs to happen. If Google's really serious about making Stadia matter, they need to get the early adopters on board. And right now, they're rebelling. This, I'm going to put out a weird analogy, <laughs> but it's like my favorite challenge on MasterChef, or not MasterChef, <laughs> on Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen yeah. which is taste it, now make it. Right, it is. It is 100% that. It's, hey, here's this thing Gordon Ramsay made. Yeah. And he knows what's in it. He knows how to work it. You, being a rookie or a developer who doesn't know what everything is in it, yeah. now has to go and make it work. Yeah. And the thing is, is, all of this is, you're right, the onus is on Google because all they had to do was call this thing a beta mm-hmm. and then none of this conversation would have been happening. Right. Everybody would have given them the benefit of the doubt. But because they were like, this is not only the release, but this is the release for our pro consumers. This is the one you pay for. This mm-hmm. is the fancy version of Stadia. And, and it's n- still not working. And that's the other thing, is that you get to pay an additional yeah. $50 for, game. for the 4K release. And, yeah, and then on top of that, buy Red Dead Redemption 2, because yeah. you're not getting that for free. Mm-hmm. You get Destiny for free. You don't get the other games for free. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's ridiculous, and we have to keep an eye on this to see what craziness it keeps going. Uh, yeah. There's a tweet or some post I saw that like between this and PS4 and or yeah, the PlayStation Now and yeah. the Xbox Game Pass for streaming. Yeah. They said that while this may Xbox yeah. all the, like they said like while this is definitely a step in the right direction, it will depend on some company not made yet to perfect this. Uh, a lot of people are looking towards Microsoft now because apparently the, uh, the xCloud stuff that's in uh, kind of in a loose open beta, it's for like a select amount of testers right now, mm-hmm. but public testers, including uh, somebody that we know, okay. uh, Shane, yeah, uh, has been messing around with them and everybody is nothing but positive about the service. Huh. Uh, so it sounds like whatever Microsoft has uh, in the in the tubes here is potentially better. Okay. And could be the surprise... Uh, of the strip of the video game streaming wars, so, right? I feel like whoever perfects the streaming, it's probably not going to be a Google. No, is what we're learning here. Or if it is, they need to turn the ship around. Yep. So we'll see. Or either turn the ship around, or get everyone else to turn their attitudes around. <laughs> yes. And one of those is not going to work. Yeah. We'll see. We'll find out. Yeah, but I did notice that you talked about the Microsoft X Cloud last week. Yeah, brief, that, real briefly. There was a real brief thing because the the uh, in the recap of the X nineteen stuff that happened. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. have big plans for that thing. Well, I'm just putting that out there. So if anyone wants yeah. to go back and listen yeah, to, to it, to check that out. Check that out in our archives. I'm sure more news is to come. Yeah. Speaking of more news to come, you talked about Pokemon last week. I did talk about Pokemon last week. Well, guess what? They're still in the news. I bet. As lawyers for the Pokemon Company are now on the hunt for the leakers within yeah. said company. That's true. Uh, Pokemon Company International is particularly peeved at people who posted pictures of previously unseen Pokemon. Say that ten times fast. Previously unseen Pokemon. No. Particularly <laughs> peeved at people who posted pictures of previously <laughs> unseen Pokemon. That's good. Uh, from, the str- from the strategy guide... Um, from the strategy guide on Discord and 4chan earlier this month. <laughs> In total, the developer found 300 web pages on a dozen platforms that linked to the leaked strategy guide. <laughs> Lawyers from Perkins Cole, who previously lawyered for Google, yeah. wrote that the leaks had caused, quote, 
irreparable injury to Pokemon and that the company is, quote, entitled to damages in an amount to be proven at trial, end quote. As there is no named individuals yet, an internal investigation is currently underway to find the leaks. Pokemon is serious business. How dare you injure these <laughs> virtual Pokemon creatures? They How have rights too. <laughs> they can faint if you do that. You know that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This is this is par for the course for Nintendo. Yes. Over Nintendo related companies, they're very litig- very litigious, and something that leaks when it's their cash cow for the year, it's a big deal to them. Oh yeah. Especially in a time where pre-release there was a lot of negative press. So they need to get out basically and be like, you guys cannot, cannot cause more damage to this brand. Even though they know very well that this game is going to easily cruise into being the number one selling game of the year. Which it already <laughs> is the number one yeah. selling game of the month. Yeah. Even though it came out like with three weeks left. Not, not a question. This thing is going to easily be the biggest selling game of the year. Mm-hmm. Not a question. It's Pokemon. Because it's Pokemon, and it's already... It is going to be the holiday thing. If you didn't have a Switch before, if Mario didn't get it... Christmas, yeah. If Mario didn't get you, if Zelda didn't get you, this Pokemon is, is definitely going to catch you. Traditionally, it is the thing that makes a Nintendo console sell above... If Smash didn't get you. ...a certain number. And what yeah, was Smash was the last one. Wait, does that make this year three of the Switch? This is year three. This is the end of year three of the Switch, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Oof. Point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that came up fast. Came up fast, didn't it? Yeah. It's like, it's like a little kid's growing up so quickly. <laughs> so cute. Anyway, uh, that's it for news. Then. Uh, that's so, it for news. Unless you have more things to Pokemon to talk about. I'll just briefly say that I'm a little further than I was last week. I am um, in the final city uh, where the Pokemon Championship, was the Championship Cup, which is their name for the Pokemon League, okay. uh, takes place. I have not started that yet, but I have all eight of my badges and I'm ready. It does not appear that there is a Victory Road equivalent, or if there is, I haven't seen it yet. Um, It may go with kind of the new approach they have with the pre-gym stuff, which they've called Gym Challenges. Okay. uh, Which I won't spoil because they're really cool. Uh, But yeah, um, I'm still enjoying it. I have 93 Pokemon. (laughs) I'm catching like crazy. Um, Like, I still think that the strengths are... uh, are some of the strongest, uh, like the new features are some of the strongest in the series. Um, there are some, you know, weird stuff on the fringes, but overall I'm really enjoying it. And um, I'm playing it alongside someone, and we're, it's cool to have, kind of compare the two versions and the differences. Uh, there are two gems that are completely different okay. in Sword compared to Shield, so it's been cool to kind of kind of check in and like on what what is different in each version and kind of like have battles uh, with with somebody else and like it's been cool to play with somebody else at the same time it's the first time I've ever done that what do you mean we did that with Sun and Moon I mean yeah but I at some point dropped off and you went way ahead yeah yeah so in this way like in this I'm basically almost done so this has cl- kept me around longer than Sun and Moon did so okay so yeah I think it's an a, a excellent excellent game so far and I'm excited to see uh, the uh, post game content as I get closer and closer to it nice so that's my update. But okay. in that, I have not been playing very many games. I jumped back into Sayonara Wild Hearts on the iPhone, now that I have a phone that can play it. Okay. And uh, it's good on a phone, okay. surprisingly. Um, oh, I know we haven't talked about this, but at least since I did, did it, but I beat Borderlands. 
Yes, three. you did. You have now I've, seen what I've seen. And I have yet to um, <laughs> talk about it. But yeah. real briefly, I mean, you pretty much nailed the head on everything. <laughs> While this is technically a good game by all technical aspects, yeah. it is buggy and flawed as hell. I mean, we'll talk about it at the end of the year stuff. I'm sure it'll pop up. It. I mean, we have literally have like a limited games to yeah. put on our list. It'll probably be somewhere in that conversation, so we'll kind of recap it later. But yeah, ultimately, it's a Borderlands game, and it's like... It's a Borderlands game in 2019 it doesn't, that does not feel like it, it should be in 2019. It just doesn't do anything particularly amazing. Mm-hmm. That's its problem. Its biggest problem is it's not special enough. It's just like, yeah. it does the thing, and it does it well, but it doesn't have anything... There was no time in that game where I was like, man, that was awesome. Right. Where that is happening in Pokemon, for example. As, as Not I, happening yet. As I have continuously called this game, the never-ending story. It really is. It's too it long. It really is. Uh, the first DLC is out for that thing. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay is the perfect example because I have zero desire to get Well, it. see, because I played the, um, the Harvest Festival uh, when it waste, came out. What a waste of time. Yeah. What a waste of time. I realized that after I got through it. Yeah. But yeah, um, the first DLC is out for that thing. Uh, some sort of Malawan-related thing. Mm. And it's like, who's who? who's excited about this? I don't know. I don't know. So it's interesting that that we're in an era where Borderlands 3 is out and we only kind of liked it and we're not at all interested in the DLC. Well, see, I'm interested <laughs> more in the Kingdom yeah. Hearts 3 DLC. Oh, yeah. That it doesn't have a release date. <laughs> That's still considered winter of this year. Yeah. Maybe next year, like January, for a one-year release. Yeah. But I'm still more excited about that coming out yeah. than the DLC that just came out for Borderlands 3. So, yeah. Disappointing. Yep. Borderlands. But, we'll, like I said, we'll wrap that up in the year-end stuff. Yes, we will. All right. Anything else you've been playing or before we can wrap up? Um, I've been playing a little bit more of some Tig Biddies. <laughs> and yep. some Mark Sanchez okay. or the Sanchez and just sport, getting sports just on just getting some sports on um, as yeah. it is nearing playoffs yep. for the football and yep. basketball is in full swing so, yeah, doing some soon. daily sports um, not betting but <laughs> betting on those <laughs> uh, so yeah no, that's my gaming alright cool that's, uh, that's it then oh Oh, guess that means we're done here. So that means we're done. So thank you for listening to this edition of the Media Book Podcast. We'll be back next week, back in the saddle with a live show for y'all, I think. Yes. Pretty we'll, sure. We'll yeah. be back to our regular schedule on Wednesday night. If you want to see us record live, that's on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com, search Media Boat Podcast. You'll find our page. Like, subscribe, comment. Click a bell, and the bell will make you get notifications when we go live. That's typically around 6.30 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday nights. If you want to listen to us like you've uh, listened to this fine podcast, you can listen to it on most podcast services by searching Media Boat Podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts or any RSS feed-driven podcast service. Find us on there to give us a download. Try us out. You can also find us on social media. At Media, Boat, at Media Boat Cast is where we're at on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find updates there. You can find updates on Facebook. If you go to Media Boat Podcast page on Facebook, just search that in the search bar and you'll find us. Like, comment on there as well. Send us an email if you have questions, feedback, etc. MediaBoatPodcast at gmail.com is that email address. And if you want to help us out financially, you can do that too. 
donate to us at patreon.com slash mediaboat. Little as a dollar a month can help us make the show even better and pay our fees for hosting. So thank you very much for considering it. And then lastly, if you want to see us occasionally play video games, we're over there on twitch.tv slash mediaboat. You can catch up on all the adventures of Tigbitties and our Borderlands characters, etc., etc., etc. So, catch up with us on all those uh, services, and we'll be back with another episode of the Media Boat Podcast as we careen towards the beginning of a new decade. And uh, as we careen towards yes. the beginning of this new century mark. And of the episodes. beginning of season five of the Media Boat Podcast <laughs> next year. Can you believe it? We're going to get syndicated. It's going to happen. Yeah, we already hit 100, but... I know, but usually season five. Anyway, uh, uh, that'll do it. So thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week for a Media Boat Podcast. Goodbye. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Be back for more thoughts and news next week. Okay. Bye. Hit the stop on this. Hit the stop on this.